This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. Be sure to check out and subscribe to the Voluntarist Voices podcast brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. Voluntarist Voices is a podcast featuring lectures, interviews, and audio essays by intellectual giants past and present. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to review three, no, four life pro tips. I think these ones are pretty good and pretty important. All right, here's the first one. And let me just mention that our source for this is the life pro tips subreddit at reddit.com. I usually access that list. I set it for show me the top posts for the last week. And then I scroll through and you know, see what catches my eye, see, uh, find something that I'd like to riff on. So that's how I do it. Uh, nothing special, but I found, I have found in, in this podcast for the other topics I look at, as well as for my, my other podcasts that using something like Reddit or even Quora, which is a, a crowdsourced resource, um, is very helpful. So, you know, I, I know Reddit's not perfect. I know Core is not perfect. I know that there might be issues with these and, you know, depending on your perspective, but I have found them very useful and I no longer, I don't know, maybe this is another life pro tip. I don't think so, but I no longer regularly browse social media like Facebook and Twitter or any of those, right? My, my social media of choice, I guess, would be Reddit and YouTube, I suppose. Um, I feel better about that. I think there's a lot more interesting things on those platforms than on Facebook. Facebook is just, it's just people, you know, right. Friends and family and what they're, what's going on with their lives. Um, which is far less interesting than, than subscribing to something like life pro tips or stoicism or, um, whatever it might be in getting your, your information and your news and your advice and, and whatnot that way. All right, let's uh, let's go on. Here's the first one. This is by All Seeing Elon. It says, a healthy you is always better than a richer you. If you have the chance to choose mental, physical health over a better paycheck, choose to pursue health. You will never regret it. All right, he adds some more commentary to this. Um, but let me just say that right off the bat, I agree with this wholeheartedly. It was... 2015, it actually started, you know, maybe a little bit before then, that I became bored with the office job that I had working as a quality assurance engineer for a software company. The company was fine. The company was great. There wasn't any issues with, with that or my coworker or anything like that. I just wasn't being challenged and I wasn't, I didn't really see a path forward because the only path forward from there would be either management or development. 
and I I didn't want to be, and I don't want to be a software engineer. I've I've tried that, and it just doesn't click for me. It's just it makes my head hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a route for me some other way, and things would work out. I don't know. I'm not really pursuing that right now, and I didn't want to pursue it then. But when you're when you're in a job that isn't challenging you and you're not excited about anymore, it can be a real drag and a real drain, I think, on your mental health, right? When I see people who are working jobs that seem to me to be incredibly boring, now that might be a really good fit for some people. Some people might really like taking it easy, not having anything to do, staring at the wall, pacing around, whatever. That's fine. That's not for me. And it was becoming more like that job than what it had used to be when it was still um, a challenge and it was still exciting and I was still um, enjoying it. So, you know, things started to drop off as far as what I was doing. And it became obvious to me that this is not good for me. But it was it was also, and I think I've talked about this before, but it was also obvious to me that if I if I if I wait to have something else lined up, which I'm not gonna do because this job's paying me, why would I I don't know. It was it was maybe it was a lazy mentality. But I just did I just felt like I'm getting paid to do this, I'm not happy with it, but they're paying me well. So why am I gonna go spend my time looking for another job? I'm just, I just wasn't excited about anything. I needed a kick in the pants. So after discussing it with my wife, I decided to just resign without anything lined up. Now I had some minimal passive income from my large print business, my large print books business, which is largeprintliberty.com if you're in the market. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, you know, that wouldn't have even covered our mortgage, but it was something. Um, plus, you know, I had a little savings. So it wasn't as big a risk as it could have been, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I could always fall back on, you know, some kind of a tech support job, which there's plenty of them. That's, that's what I did for this company before I moved into the software development department. I knew that I would be able to always, no matter what, take care of my family, take care of my financial obligations. Because there's so many opportunities out there. I could do anything. It may not be ideal. It may not make me the happiest. But I, I knew and I know that if, if, if I have to, I can re-enter the workforce in that way and make the money I need to make. It's not going to be as much as I was making. Um, and I'm not making that much right now. But I am much happier. So that was June 2015. I resigned. And I immediately went on Facebook and said, hey, I've resigned from my job. It wasn't working for me. Does anybody know of anything? And I had some friends, you know, tell me about openings at their companies, and they were the same kind of thing. They were, you know, either tech support or um, uh, IT type stuff, computers. And you know, I probably could get right back into that. It would be it would be something different. So it may it may satisfy me for a little while. And I but I think I'd be right back where I was. So you know, it was kind of one of those last resort things. Um, and I had another friend say, "Hey, I'm doing some." you know, making some money through my mom's radio show. Um, they talk about retirement and they sell call-in leads to other retirement planners. And I could pay you this amount to do this work for me. So why don't you do that? So I said, great. So I said, okay, let's do it. And he flew me down to Phoenix and I got got on board. 
And it was just, you know, independent contractor type work. Started working for him. And his mom did this radio show with her husband, his stepdad, um, where they uh, they do. They talk about um, life insurance and annuities and retirement planning and all that kind of stuff. And they sell, they, they give that radio show to other retirement planners to play in their radio markets. And then the leads come in and they sell them the leads. So it was, it was, you know, it was a great little business. It was making some money enough to pay me and a, you know, a couple other employees. Um, but he and his stepdad didn't have the best relationship. And about nine months, no, about six months later, the very end of 2015, they had a bit of a falling out and they didn't want to work together anymore. And so they needed somebody to take over because they didn't know how to do any of the operations, any of the back end stuff for that. They were dependent on him to do that. And I was up to speed on how to handle all of that. And so was another guy. Um, but he, you know, he wanted to get back into teaching and he didn't, he didn't have any interest in working with, with these people. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I know that this, uh, I know that this, um, this guy, the, my friend's stepfather, he can be a hothead. He can be one of those bosses that's not afraid to scream and yell like a petulant child. So I knew that going in. So I took it over, um, kept making some, you know, kept making enough money. And let me think. I went the entire year of 2016 doing that, doing what I can to grow it. You know, agents, you know, other other retirement planners would try the show. Some markets worked really well. Other market, markets didn't. It was just a waste of money for them and they'd be upset. So it would kind of grow and then it would it would expand and then contract and then expand. And every time it would contract and we would lose agents, I'd be yelled at and screamed at by this guy. My friend's mom was an absolute sweetheart. She's wonderful. To see that these two people are together, this this really strong, intelligent, wealthy woman, <laughs> very impressive person. Um, and this guy are together. It's um, the joke she makes when she's talking about their marriage is that she loves him so much she married him twice. <laughs> and it's because she she did divorce him once because he was an asshole. And then, I, you know, and then he convinced her to marry him again. So there's, there's, you know, there's, there's more to that story than she makes it sound, but I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going on way too long about this, but so I went, I did that through 2016 and enduring, enduring that and halfway through 2017. And, and eventually I said, this, this is crazy. Every time this guy sends me an email, my anxiety shoots up. Every time he's calling on my phone, my anxiety shoots up immediate adrenaline rush, right? Or cortisol. So my, my mental health was beginning to take a real hit in a different way than my previous occupation. That was boredom. This was, this was fight or flight, right? Constantly. This is, this is a type of trauma. It really is. So I resigned. I said, I'm not doing this. I don't think I said, you're an asshole. I just said, this isn't working for me. I'm done. Which left them, you know, in the middle of the ocean on a boat without a paddle. <laughs> so he begged me to come back and just, just bring the paddle. I don't have to try to expand the business. And I told him I wouldn't, that's not me, but I'll, for this smaller salary, I'll just do operations and I'll, I'll keep the boat afloat. Okay. If you bring on new agents, I'll, I'll implement them. I'll train them. I'll build them. But you know, it's up to you as far as expanding and, and you, you know, it's your responsibility. If you want to find somebody else to do that, fine, I'll train them. But otherwise, it's on you. I don't care. So that's that's been the holding pattern for the last 
Jeez. Yeah, two, two, two and a half years now. And, you know, I'm not making as much money because when, when this year hit, the agents we had started falling off because the radio shows wasn't, weren't producing anything because everywhere was on lockdown and nobody was in their cars driving around listening to AM and FM radio. So it really dropped down. And they, it got to the point where they couldn't even pay me. And I said, you, you know what? Fine. Just pay me what you can when you can. And I'll just, again, just keep the boat afloat. And it's, it's minimal, minimal work. And, you know, it's just automatic for me at this point, the tasks I need to do every week for that, you know, and he pays me a bit every month. But it was, it was when I resigned from them, um, I actually went back to my friend and he was starting a new company trading cryptocurrencies. And he said, come work with me again. And that was a paycheck for six months. And then that, you know, Bitcoin crashed and it never recovered. And so that, that company went under. But that was, you know, there, were, there weren't any mental health issues there. That was kind of interesting. But it, it was when the writing was on the wall that that money was going to be gone that I realized I've got to do something else. Let me look at gig work. I took my family on vacation for four weeks, driving around the Midwest, staying with friends, right, really minimizing costs. That was fun and memorable. But I knew when we got home that that, that income was done. <laughs> So I started looking for gig work. What can I do? People make money on Uber and Lyft. I was more interested in things like DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub and delivering food. I thought, I don't have to put as many miles on my car. I think I can make more money with this based on what I'm seeing. I can drive around with a podcast in my ear, just, you know, three hours at lunch, three hours at dinner, make what I need to make for the day, make what I need to make for the week, and life goes on. And... It's worked out really well for two and a half years now. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Some days are better than others as far as how much money I make. But it's, it's given me an opportunity to, to listen to a ton of podcasts, right? It's just nonstop podcasts in my ears. I mean, I'm subscribed to a hundred of them. I don't listen to every episode of every podcast, obviously. But it's been, it's been, as far as my mental health, as far as my job, it's been better. So I don't know if this was interesting to you. I went way too long on this life pro tip. But I chose mental health over a paycheck and I do not regret it. I don't know what the future holds. Um, as far as my mental health, I'm doing some stuff that's been working pretty well and I'm good. I'm recording regularly two podcasts. I never did that before. Um, things are good. So I don't regret what I did. Some of what I said may be familiar to you, and it's worth thinking about. And it's worth thinking about just pulling the plug because that that lights a fire under you when you have kids to feed and a mortgage to pay, to not sit around and, you know, just be bored out of your mind. It like or, or to sit around and be lazy. It, it means you've got to find something to do or else you're going to, you know, people are going to be hurt. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, the user is Monday Blue. They write, being a good friend doesn't mean you're an echo chamber. Being a good friend means you hold your friends accountable if their actions may result in hurting themselves or others. And then he adds, accountability isn't punishments, but coaching and being honest to your friends about their actions. Now, I really like this. I don't think I would be a good friend to somebody if I listened to them talk about doing something regrettable and not attempting to tell them why I thought it was a bad idea. Now I understand if they're just um, if they're just uh, venting or something, that's fine. 
But then if it's like, if it really sounds like they're making plans, then it's like, hey, man, can I talk to you about something important? It's really important to me, right? Oh, yeah, man, what's up? Look, you talk about doing this, and I don't think it's a good idea. I think you're going to get hurt, or somebody you love is going to get hurt, and I don't want that for you, right? That's That to me, to me, which is why I agree with this, that would make me a good friend. Now, if that person says, well, fuck you, you can't tell me what to do, <laughs> um, you know, and they're not listening to reason, then it's like, look, I gave you my peace. This is how I feel. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just trying to be your friend. And I think a good friend would tell you what you're, what you're going to do has some major risks and it's probably not a good idea. And if they're still obstinate about that, then, then you did your best and you don't have any responsibility beyond that. I don't think you have any responsibility anyway, but if you care about your friend, then you're probably interested in, in not seeing them fuck up. So if you care about them, then you care about them not fucking up because you don't want to see them in pain and suffering. And so I, I think that that will motivate you or should motivate you, there I am shooting, to intervene in that way. Intervene in that, in that sort of way where you're just like, hey, man, I just have some thoughts about this. I'd like to share them with you. And I, I would hope, right, it might not be um, great to hear, and we'll, we'll talk about uncomfortable truths in a, in a moment, but I would hope that somebody who I thought was my friend, because if I, if I did something and then I later found out that that friend had reservations about it before I did it, and it turned out to be a really bad thing to do, I would probably be hurt that they didn't say something, right? Because that's my expectations as a friend from being a friend and from my friends, that they're honest with me. And if they think that I'm acting a fool, that they say something. I think, I think that's a better example of true friendship than is just some, some asshole just saying, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And just going along with, with, uh, being a dumbass. <laughs> I don't think those people are, they don't have your best interests at heart. Now, I'm not saying we always should, should believe that we know what's in other people's best interest. We don't, but having someone's best interest at heart is saying, you probably want what's, what you think is best for you. And I want that too. So I like that one. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. This one's a good one. This is by the cockeyed mind. They write, when faced with difficult situations, try imagining yourself giving advice to someone else having the same problem. This separates you from the problem and often helps you think more rationally. I like that. That's kind of like one of those uh, shower speeches, right? Where you're thinking, <laughs> where you're thinking, sorry, I, I laugh because that's what my podcasts are. When I'm not talking with somebody, right? It's like a shower speech, right? I'm just, I'm just talking. I mean, I'm talking to you, you're listening, but I don't see you right now as I'm speaking. I'm talking to the wall or my monitor. <laughs> anyway, um, so just pretend like, so the advice here is um, pretend or imagine that there's a friend going through this problem, this difficult situation, and you're giving them advice on how to handle it. So, you know, like in a shower speech type of way, you're um, you're talking to them, you're confirming what the problem is, and then you're saying, you know, you're you're giving solutions. And if you're imagining that you're helping somebody else with that, that type of separation, like this person talks about, it might be helpful. I don't know. Personally, I've never done it. This is the first I've heard this, but I'm going to keep it in mind. It's it sounds like it could be really helpful if whatever situation you're going through, you. Imagine it's, and it, it can be difficult, especially if it's, um, 
tough. But just imagining that, you know, here's an idea. I just thought of this because I looked over and I saw the mirror on the back of my door. Look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself as if you're someone else. Look yourself in the eye and and just outline the problem and just just talk to yourself about it. That could work really well for some people. I like that. Okay. All right. Here's the final one by Aline Sabo is the username. And they write, you can become very comfortable finding uncomfortable truths. If you just remember that growth is the consolation prize. You can become very comfortable finding uncomfortable truths if you just remember that growth is the consolation prize. There have definitely been moments in my life where I've been faced with an uncomfortable truth. And we don't like that for any number of reasons. It's uncomfortable, right? We don't want to believe it. We don't want to consider it. We don't want it to be so. We want to pretend like it's not so and that its opposite is actually the truth. (laughs) We want to delude ourselves to spare ourselves pain and suffering. This is very, this is probably very common. It's very, it's very human. (laughs) But equally human is using that uncomfortable truth to grow. And at the end of that road, right, once you've gotten through that pain and suffering, you're going to look back and you're probably going to feel better. You're probably going to feel grateful that you had that opportunity to grow and to become a better person. You're going to feel triumphant, right? You're going to feel like you've won. And that's a that's a prize. And it's nice to feel that. There's been some intellectual things. Um, probably my most recent example is uh, avoiding a couple of debates, recorded debates with a guy that was supposedly this big badass in his particular ideological movement. And, you know, he there was a couple of de- debates with some badasses, more of my persuasion. And I just thought, you know, these are probably going to be a waste of time. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I also thought maybe he'll say some things that I'll, I'll like. And what what is that going to do to my worldview? So I put him off, but then, I don't know, I took the plunge, I listened to the debates, and the guy was unimpressive. And it actually provided me with some knowledge about who this guy is and, and what he believes and why he believes it. And that allowed me to compare with, you know, my previous knowledge around these topics, politics, economics, and so forth, and say, you know, I think I'm in a really good position with what I think. I've, I've you know, this guy is, is, I think, is wrong for these reasons. And I actually recorded I recorded an episode on my other podcast sort of responding to some of the claims that this guy makes or has made. And if you're curious, then it's episode 433 of my other podcast, Everything Voluntary. Episode 433 was released December 5th, 2020. Um, but yeah, by, by the end, it was like, wow, this, this guy is not the Goliath that I was uh, led to believe he was. He's actually unimpressive. He's actually, he's actually, if I might be so bold, he's actually my intellectual inferior. <laughs> All right, that's being arrogant. Um, but that's just, you know, one example out of many where it's face what might be an, un- what potentially will be an uncomfortable truth. And at the end, you're going to grow from it, right? Either you'll, you'll, you'll come to terms with it, you'll accept it, or you'll find out that it's really just a bunch of bullshit and you had nothing to be afraid of. Either way, at the end, you're going to feel triumphant because of that growth. 
So if you remember that feeling, then I think, like this person says, you can become very comfortable finding uncomfortable truths. You can become comfortable with that, right? There's less of a sting. There's less of a worry because what are the possibilities? How many uncomfortable truths have you conquered, right? How many dragons have you slayed? Why should the next dragon be any worse? All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's just do a quick review. A healthy you is better than a richer you. So choose mental and physical health over a better paycheck. You won't regret it. I didn't yet. <laughs> I haven't yet. Um, it's been five years. I think I can, I think I can make that judgment. Um, being a good friend doesn't mean you're an echo chamber. Hold your friends accountable for some of the poor decisions they might make. When faced with difficult situations, imagine yourself giving the advice to someone else with the same problem. I, I thought about using a mirror to, to, tort, to sort of simulate that as best you can if it's, if it's not as easy to just talk to the wall. And becoming comfortable with uncomfortable truths. I really liked all of the life pro tips that I discovered today, and I hope, I hope that they will be useful to you. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening, and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Will you do me a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends.